Welcome to As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. This week, I'm talking about new tracks from Metallica, Sleep Token, Av Sulfur, and more. And then it's another album that mattered with Hope's Falls No Wings to speak of. Let's start off with the little music news. Last week, it was announced that Extol was returning for Furnace Fest 2023. Just an absolute monster announcement. The band's first time to the States since 2005. It might be the announcement that actually gets me to the fest. But the band did announce that vocalist Peter Epsvoll won't be making the trip due to prior obligations and commitments. An absolute bummer. But it was announced that Elisha Mullins, former burial and flesh killer vocalist, would be taking over vocal duties for Extol at the fest. And it makes sense. Elisha was bandmates with Oli in Flesh Killer, and he's just an absolute killer vocalist. It does personally dampen my excitement to see Extol live, but only a little bit. 2023's lineup for Furnace Fest is shaping up to be something special. I mean, in addition to Extol, Furnace Fest has announced a training for Utopia reunion, It Dies Today reunion, Head Automatica reunion, a plea for Purging reunion, Blessed by a Broken Heart reunion, 90 Pound Wuss reunion, Seosin is playing again with Anthony Green on vocals, Defeater's going to be at the fest, they just announced Zeo, Between the Buried and Me, Strife, it's going to be amazing, I'm so stoked for this year's lineup. In other news, friend of the podcast Stacy Hill and the Casket Lottery have announced a small run of tour dates. The band is going to be in Philadelphia, Boston, Brooklyn, Washington, D.C., Nashville, Cincinnati, Chicago, Detroit, Columbus, and Pittsburgh, running February 2nd through February 12th. Make sure you hit up the dates if they're coming to you. In D.C., the band is playing the pie shop, and I uh, hope to get out to that tour date. Hang out with Stacy and the guys in the casket lottery. Speaking of DC area bands, Darkest Hour have entered the studio and begun recording their next record. This will be their 10th studio record. The band is recording at Mixwave Studios in Bethesda, Maryland with Taylor Larson. Super stoked for new music from Darkest Hour. Speaking of new music, August Burns Red just premiered their new single, Backfire. It is the second track from their new record, Death Below, which is out March 24th on Sharptone Records. Hoping to get someone from August Burns Red on the podcast before the release of that album. Previously, the band had released Ancestry featuring Killswitch Engage's Jesse Leach. The record also features Spencer from Under Oath, JT from Era, and Jason from All That Remains. I listened to Backfire this morning. I like it a lot better than Ancestry, which I did enjoy, but I think this track is more your uh, standard ABR track, and I dig it a lot. August Burns Red is going on tour with The Devil Wears Prada and Bleed From Within. That tour starts uh, in Silver Spring, Maryland on the 15th of February, and that tour will run through May. Nice long tour for ABR, so if they're coming to your town, don't miss it. All right, let's talk about the new single from Metallica. So Metallica dropped the second single from 72 Seasons called Screaming Suicide. I really enjoyed the band's first single, Lux Eterna. I like Screaming Suicide's less, but it's still a really solid track. It's got some load era vibes. 
It's funny because going back and listening to Lux Eterna after Screaming Suicide, they both actually feel really similar, and Lux feels less thrashy than I remember. But I think solid Metallica tracks are better than the band trying to rehash being a thrash metal band again. And I think these are some of the band's strongest songs in a while. Let's listen to a bit of the single. think the mix is different on this song and I like the way the drums and James's vocals are mixed more on this track even if the vibe is a little more rock and roll 72 seasons comes out on April 14th and I'm stoked to hear the whole thing all right up now I want to talk about the new track from unearth which just dropped Unearth are hardcore metalcore staples, and the new single, The Wretched, The Ruinous, is an absolute early 2000s throwback. Let's listen to a little bit. Makes me want to mosh. No announcement for a new record that I saw, but I imagine one is forthcoming. I feel like there's been a pattern to release a single and then announce the album with the second single. A band not following that pattern is Sleep Token. Over the last month, the band has dropped four new singles, each varying in tone and genre, each one unique. Sleep Token is a band on the periphery that I've not really listened to before, but the way they were releasing singles got me to check them out, and I gotta say, I dig them, and I'm curious to go back and listen to the band's discography to this point. It's very interesting, and people are absolutely losing their minds over these new singles and what it means. I'm curious to see if this all adds up to an album, or what other singles might be on the horizon. The last track I'm going to mention is Earthen, the new single from Deathcore newcomers Av Sulfur. Av Sulfur is the new project from ex-Suffocate vocalist Ricky Hoover. Av Sulfur opened up Lorna Shore's Pain Remains tour, but I didn't get to the venue in time to check them out. Let's listen to a little bit of this track. I gotta say, I dig it. You don't hear a lot of clean vocals like this in Deathcore, and this is a different take than a lot of other bands in the scene are doing today. The album The Burden of Faith will be out on March 24th via Centro Media Records. The album features Alex Terrible, Howard Jones, and more. All right, let's jump into Hope's Fall's No Wings to Speak Of. As a young music fan, discovering mp3.com was life-changing. I could search a genre and find new artists under that umbrella and get music from them for free. It was like magic. 
One of my favorite discoveries was Hope's Fall. The band had three tracks on their mp3.com page, Shines Through, A Winter's Rose, and The Broken Heart of a Traitor. I liked Shines Through, but Winter's Rose and The Broken Heart of a Traitor upended my world. I had never heard anything like it. Doug's vocals carried so much emotion, and the way the band blended hardcore and emo completely enraptured my young ears. I immediately found a way to acquire the record and got a copy of The Frailty of Words. Imagine my delight and surprise when my new favorite band signed with Take Hold Records, my new favorite label, to release a new EP. Through mp3.com, I believe you could get all four tracks between Hope's Falls and Take Hold's pages, but I might be wrong, and I can't remember if it was Open Hand or April that I had to find on Napster while I waited to get my CD copy. But the EP's two final tracks, The End of an Era and The Far Pavilions, were by far my favorites. The emo breakdowns and riffs etched themselves onto my soul, and I wanted to make music like that. (laughs) No, for real. Here are the riffs from The End of an Error and Far Pavilions, and then you can hear the riff I wrote for my band at the time, Life Interrupted, and a song called Life is a Game. As you can see, I loved Hope's Fall and their brand of emo core, and I wanted to make music just like that. A sidebar, after high school, I went to Omega School for Recording Arts and Sciences. I took a music business course, and our final project was to submit a proposal to get funding from an investor. While most of my classmates were doing projects about starting a big recording studio or live venues, I was asking for money for a trailer and merchandise so my band could go on the Dead and Magazines tour with Hope's Fall. I was obsessed. My teacher liked my project, but made note of the small-scale ask. What can I say? I went with my heart. So this EP came out in 2001. Fast forward to the summer of 2006. I had been dating a girl since my senior year of high school. I had gone to trade school and then gotten a job working at an audiobook studio. She had gone to a Christian college in Kentucky. In 2006, she graduated from college and had returned back to Maryland, and honestly, we were looking to a long future together. Marriage was the next logical step. We both had jobs, we had been together for four and a half years, and it just made sense. The problem was my ideologies and beliefs had shifted significantly over the last four years. I remember the disbelief from my girlfriend's stepdad when I came out against the Iraq war and labeled myself as a Democrat. I had started drinking beer, and that was a little thorn in our relationship. I took my girlfriend to see an inconvenient truth in hopes that she would see why I was now outspoken against climate change. My shifts in the way I saw the world had become a barrier in our relationship, and when she returned from college expecting marriage to be on the horizon, I saw a future fraught with strife and division. I could see it coming before she graduated, and I talked to my dad for advice, and he said to give it time and see how things progressed once she returned from school. 
And so the summer went on, and I just knew the future wasn't what had been planned. And so one Saturday afternoon, in what was an absolute shock to my poor girlfriend, we broke up. End of an Era became an anthem to me in this season. We didn't break up because I didn't love this girl anymore or because I was mad. We broke up because we were going in different directions. I had gone left and she was staying in the right-hand lane. I saw that becoming a problem for the future. The line in the song, I pray you find the peace you've been looking for, became my hope for my now ex-girlfriend. I didn't keep in touch with that girl, but this song will still bring her to mind. On top of being one of the most influential albums in my life musically, it is also deeply connected to this season of change as a young adult. And that's why No Wings to Speak Of matters to me. Not a super long pod this week, but hopefully you guys enjoyed the show all the same. We'll be back with an interview next week. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter, substack.com slash as the story grows. Lots of behind the scenes details for each pod, some personal information, some music recommendations. It's a good time. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I'm not